Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Game Talk Radio. It's me again, Greg, and it's John again, John. How you doing today, John? I'm as good as I can be. <laughs> Are you better today than you were yesterday when you were delivering mail in the dark rain? Um, there was less dark. Nice. It was still raining, and it I was did. still delivering it... mail. And I did not. <laughs> I did not have to uh, want wander around cursing every five steps, wondering what address I was standing in front of, and also what the address on the piece of mail I was trying to see in the dark was. Nice. Yeah, so instead today it just rained all day. Yeah. Instead of just raining at night when you're trying to get done it in dark. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. It's good. It's good. Uh, so... Uh, Hey, John, congratulations on uh, us getting two weeks in a row <laughs> on this yeah. podcast. Look at that. So, yeah, we warned everyone last week that uh, it might be inconsistent, won't be every week, and then, bam, back-to-back episodes. We didn't want you to miss out on anything. And actually, well, a pretty big story came it. along as well. I was going to say, we almost did it yesterday, and I'm kind of glad we didn't because we got way the hell more news by waiting till today anyway we did and and uh i (laughs) there's a part of me that kind of wishes sony had dropped it today because there were rumors on the ninth they were going to do it and i would have loved to have the playstation versus xbox comparison chart have that conversation we'll have to save that conversation for another time sony's got to be close to announcing because that's the big news and that's our story today is that it leaked late last night or afternoon late in the day yesterday the series yeah, like S. yeah so like this kind of medium-sized youtuber like twenty thousand subs but he's verified on twitter i Maybe think it... he's a writer for a, a magazine or a website okay because um i was listening to the xbox ign podcast and uh they mentioned that that guy's like kind of well known in the industry interesting because I, I remember looking at the at the channel and thinking like, wow, this, I almost didn't believe it at first. And and so many people were believing it right away that I thought, this is so strange. Like, why isn't there a little more pushback on this? You know, yeah, because I thought, it was, I thought it was weird, too, based on the subscriber count. Like, I looked at the subscriber number and I was like, how does this guy have this big of a scoop? Yeah, that, that's kind of what I thought, too. And what's so it's funny, though, is that move my window over here. Like he showed a picture of the Xbox Series X said the price and I'm like there's no way it looks like that <laughs> there's just no way it looks like that <laughs> you you already messed up and said Xbox Series X I think did I I thought I said S I might have said X I meant S <laughs> so it's fine uh, uh, I, I think it looks kind of cool uh, other than not having a disk drive yeah well exactly so we'll get into all that but that's the big story is Microsoft officially announced the Xbox Series S uh, after the leak, like late in the middle of the night, Microsoft tweets yeah. out, well, since the cat's out of the bag, here we go. And so then they tweeted out the, what the price points were, is basically confirming the leak of the S, but we hadn't heard the X. Like there was a rumor, but it wasn't quite as like confident, I suppose. And, and they got to it. So we're going to talk about that. That's going to be our main story tonight. We're going to talk about a few facets of it, what the difference between the two models are. And some interesting points, I think, about the price, uh, which which is going to make for an interesting conversation, I think, because there's some really, I think we have some good insight there, because this is one, this is the first time I think 
and correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time I think that they've ever launched a next generation console with two different powered consoles. Uh, like they, like, Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 both launched with different versions, different hard drive sizes, you know, maybe a few features missing like Wi-Fi missing on the 20 gig PS3, but nothing like this where it was, you know, essentially like a different level of performance. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, We have our pickup piles of the week. We have our games of the week. I have my rant of the week. Um, And yeah, so I mean, it's just a, a regular week here. (laughs) on game talk radio so with that being said john i'm gonna go into my rant of the week first then we're gonna hit the ground running on this story and then we're gonna get out of here because it's already really late and it's raining and i'm tired (laughs) so i was actually off the whole weekend so i this was like my first day back and it was just a brutal one today like the the trade pieces were incredible the stuff coming in was just bonkers um, but okay, so rant of the week. I'll make this quasi quick. So on Monday, I decided I talked to my brother and two of my friends and said, Hey, let's get back into Monster Hunter because they're releasing October 1st, they're releasing like the final content update for it, uh, which includes Fatalis, which is like the like the super uber monster fight, which is really great. And it's like like I wanted to be like, hey, let's catch up on the stuff we haven't done that they released between last December and now, and then we'll fight this new boss when it comes out. And we'll be, and you know, and then we can put Monster Hunter to bed because then they'll release a new Monster Hunter in like a year or two or whatever it is. And so cool. So I get everyone online. We're playing. I've got my PS4 Pro. It doesn't, nothing sounds off. Everything seems fine. And all of a sudden, boom, my TV black screens and my PS4 shuts itself off. I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's never good. Hopefully just overheated and just need to shut off. System won't turn on. Blue light and then flashes off and then it's toast. So my PS so so my PS4 Pro's toast. I'm pretty sure either the power supply went bad or the um, processor is not properly seated into the motherboard anymore. Oftentimes, when they apply thermal paste, they do a poor job on on these systems on Playstations in particular. Uh, okay. And so it's possible that's what it is. Now I could take it apart and probably reapply the thermal paste and stuff. But what I'm worried about is if I take if I do all that and that's not the problem, Sony won't replace it for me if I mess around with it too much. Now it's not under warranty, but even if anything's been typically if anything's been opened, Sony won't do the repair for like the 150 bucks or whatever. So that's okay. fine. So that sucks. And, and here, and so, well, let, let me get into the rest of it. So then I bust out my old, I bust out old faithful, my old 500 gig PS4, which I've had since launch. I technically only had it. I used it for three years, then bought a pro and I've been using that for four years. Hook up my 500 gig, hook it up to the TV Start downloading Monster Hunter because I actually have it. I own it digital, and I start downloading it. It's a long download. Just then, okay, set it up. I go upstairs to make some dinner, and all of a sudden, my wife just yells upstairs, "Is your PS4 supposed to restart or shut down?" <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, "No." So I go down there, and my other PS4 is now not working. It's also shut off, <laughs> and and so I'm like, "What? What in the hell? Like, how is this possible that both died?" So I'm able to get the my original PS4. I'm able to get that where I uh, I unpower it, power it back on, and I got a disc out of it, and then it turned on. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe like, because I heard some clicking, and I thought at first it was a hard drive error, but then I thought actually maybe the disc drive is shorting out something. It was really weird. It was hard to put my finger on what the problem was. So I got the disc out. It was working fine. Okay, cool. Go to the cloud, start downloading my saves, and... 
all of a sudden I hear click, 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 and it shuts off <laughs> again. <laughs> so, so my PS, so I'm like, oh crap, it's not the disc drive, it's the hard drive, which I, sh- which the clicking is usually indication of the hard drive. I kind of had that thought in my head, but okay, hard drive's dead. It is what it is. Uh, I can swap out another hard drive. So yesterday I go to the store. We had a defective PS4. I pull the hard drive. I put it into mine. System starts up just fine. Put in the hard drive. It says, hey, you need to update the firmware via USB. I'm like, I'm all ready for this. I know what I've done this a few times. Pop in the USB drive. And it says, oh, we can't load. We can't update from the USB drive. Please restart the system. This happens a lot. Either your system won't update off of the USB drive or you have to go into safe mode to do it. It's really stupid. Yeah, the the entire update process with PlayStation and USB drives is garbage. Terrible. Just terrible. And uh and so after it, it restarts, right when it's it gets the message like, hey you need to restart, so I hit X to continue and all of a sudden the PlayStation just goes click, click, click and then shuts off. Oh. <laughs> so now I know it's not the hard drive and it's not the disk drive. So now I'm like, well shoot, what else I mean it could be the power supply. You know, so, and, and actually inside the PS4, I'll give them credit, the hardware, the power supply is modular inside the PS4 and it's pretty cool. It's like really easy to remove and replace. It's quite nice. Actually. It's like this whole big piece actually kind of looks like a video card. Um, when you pull it out, like a, it's in case there's fans and stuff. So I got that out. I went back to the store that I ripped the hard drive out of and I pulled the power supply this morning and, uh, there's two different versions of the original 500 gig PS4 one has okay. a four pin power supply. One is a five. And of course mine's yeah. a five. And the one we had at the store is a four. So I actually ordered one online to replace it. But here, here's actually yeah. the rant. This is just the setup for the actual rant. If you can believe this. Jesus. So I have, I have many PS4s. Let's just, <laughs> I have many special. I was going to ask how many PS4s are in your house. Cause I know you at least have a Metal Gear Solid, uh, Japanese one and a yes. Monster Hunter Pro. Yes. Uh, and so, I also I also have the 20th anniversary PS4, the gray one. Yep. Now that one um, is very expensive, so I don't want to use it. Um, so anyway, I was I was able to to um, use another PS4 in the house. Jenny's got one, and okay. so I get everything set up. I get logged in. I go to my cloud saves, and this is actually the rant. I don't have anything saved in the cloud after January 1st of 2020. Nothing. And I, I just don't, be, it doesn't make any sense to me. I have auto upload to the cloud. I have PlayStation plus I'm only using 5% of my total data makes no sense. Then I find out that every save file you have is uploaded to the cloud as an individual file. So like, say I have three saves for monster hunter, three different characters. It actually updates three different files to the cloud, which is kind of neat because that way you don't have to pull the whole file down. You could pull just like one character or like if I only wanted to upload my best save for Final Fantasy 7 Remake, I could just upload one save instead of like the 10 that I had because I had a lot of saves for that. But apparently what I found out is that there's a hard limit on the number of files you can have in storage. Not the size of them, but yes, it makes no sense because I've only used 5% of my cloud storage, yet it was not allowing me to upload any more to the cloud. So how many files is the limit? I don't know, but I think it's around 100 to 150. Okay. It has to be somewhere around there. Um, because And I was getting notifications over the last few months. How I kept getting an error message saying, Rocket League was not backed up. I could not back up your Rocket League data. And I was like, well, who cares? I'm not playing Rocket League anymore. 
But what I think was, it was saying Rocket League, and then everything behind that couldn't auto-upload either. But it didn't tell me that. It just told me Rocket League couldn't update. So I lost my Ghost of Tsushima save, which thankfully I just platinumed. So I don't have to have that save anymore, but I lost all that. I lost my Last of Us 2 save, which I probably wasn't going to play it again. It's not a big deal. I lost, however, the most upsetting thing is I lost my Final Fantasy VII Remake data. Now, I also platinumed that game. However, if they allow save imports into part two of that game, I'm going to be pissed because okay. I do, I put 92 hours into that game and I don't want to play it again. And, and that, so that just sucks. You know, like it sucks not to have like, especially the games that I really crushed like that. And even Tsushima, like I didn't do everything in the game. I did enough to get the platinum, but maybe I'd want to go back and get all the items and records and whatever. Right. You know? So, yeah. so kind of frustrating. So that's my rant of the week is, Somehow in this day and age, Sony has got the worst cloud auto upload update garbage system I've ever seen. So, and so they can go to hell. <laughs> That's it. Is there any, like, if you send your system to Sony, like, do they wipe the hard drive? Yes. So, so th- well, this is the way it works. So you send your system into hard- Sony. They just send you a replacement system. They don't fix yours and okay. send it back to you. And you can't pull the hard drive and pop it into a new system. It makes you format the hard drive. Format. Yep. That's how it was with the PS3. That's how it is with the PS4. It's total crap. They should be interchangeable hard drives. It's total garbage that you can't do that. So that's why I thought about trying to fix my Pro. I thought about taking it apart, reapplying thermal paste, see if I could bring it back to life. You know, I just, I don't want to not have that not work and then not, you know, have it anymore, I guess. I'd rather well, pay the 150 bucks to just get it replaced. I don't know. You could you could try and fix it. And if it doesn't work, you could trade it into GameStop. Yeah, I wouldn't get anywhere near. Well, yeah. I no, could... but you might be able to get your save back. I mean, it just kind of depends on what your... What, yeah, that's... If that's... your game save is worth or what, what your game saves are worth to you. Because, like, I mean, if you could get it to turn on for, like, even 30 minutes to move all your shit uh, off of the system. No, that's a fair point, Um, actually. You, yeah, even I could just get it on just to copy it over to something else. I, I might do that because I already, I already contacted Sony and they're sending me the box, but I could always cancel the... the if I have until I return it, basically, to to decide um but i don't know that's the other problem too is it i don't know what the problem is and i'm a little nervous because i have a feeling that maybe it i had a power surge or something that knocked out my pro and then when i plugged in my original system to the same i mean it was in a surge protector but it was in the same like setup i wonder if it blew up my ps4 as well because i thought it was a hard drive failure it wasn't i thought it was a disk drive failure it wasn't it's something i think with the power so then I'm yeah, like, was, I, it's just, that was kind yeah. of my thought when you said that they both died one after another. Yeah. So I've already bought new surge protectors and I'm going to replace what we have there. I mean, we had some like, they, they were surge protectors, you know, but I don't know, not super expensive ones. So I don't know if they were cheap or what, but really sucks. Um, really suck to lose that. So, but that's more my rant of the week is just how poorly Sony handles, uh, their cloud storage. It's terrible. Just terrible. Yeah, well, it's weird because like Sony is very makes you very conscious of uploading crap to the cloud, whereas Microsoft just does it. It just does it. Yeah, why and, why do you have like, to ask us to do it? Yeah, it Microsoft doesn't ask you to to upload your game save. It doesn't tell you it's doing it. It just does it. And there's also no hard limit at all. Yeah. Um like you 
I could play a game on my Xbox One here, and then I could go to your house and I could throw the disc in and then put in my password for my Xbox Live account, and it would let me play the same game save immediately. Yeah, and, and like, I wouldn't have anything to, to get it started. Yeah, Steam does the same thing too, and like I could I could go on my desktop, and then go to my laptop that's hooked up to my TV in the living room. And then just start playing. Like it's gonna auto download the current day, like instantly. It doesn't ask. It doesn't like say, "Oh, hey, you want to?" It just does it. It's just done. So oh, one yeah. other, one other really stupid thing that Sony does. Um, so the the digital rights management on their their streaming services that are free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have four Playstations in my house, and if I start watching Netflix because uh, we don't. I don't play as much PlayStation as I do Xbox, so I I only use one gamer tag uh, for PlayStation. So let's say I'm watching Netflix downstairs, and then I'm like, ah, I'm tired. I'm gonna go go upstairs and go to bed, but I still kind of want to watch something. So I go upstairs, turn on my PlayStation. I will not be able to use that same app on PlayStation upstairs. Because a different console was using it uh, previously. Yeah, uh, what's the cooldown on that? Using... It's like it's like a few minutes to an hour. You have to wait sometimes. It's, it's a lengthy amount of time. Yeah. Like more than it like, should be. Why? It's like it's like Netflix. You don't pay for it. Like, <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah, like like what does Sony care? That like right. yeah, it's so and, stupid. And it's like the IP address is got to be like pretty much the freaking same because it's in the same house mm-hmm. it's gonna be the same except for the last three yeah yeah or the last last Stupid. set of numbers um so yeah uh, but yeah that's i I'm, I'm really disappointed because and obviously you can tell the difference right microsoft is a software company is a like cloud company a cloud storage company and sony's a hardware company and uh although their hardware, you know, crapped the bed on me twice on Monday. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, though. I put miles on that thing. Like, I don't care if a piece of hardware dies after four or five years. Like, to me, that's okay. I don't expect myself to last forever. Plus, it was a Gen 1 Pro, and it wasn't yeah. a Gen 2 Pro. It was day one. And so that's fine. I mean, I'm not happy about it, but eh, that sucks. It really kind of sucks. But, yeah, I might try that with a the thermal paste. Just buy some thermal paste and then just rip this thing apart. And uh, It just sucks because... I don't know. I guess, I guess worst case, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a, here's my thing. I don't really want to get it replaced or buy a new one before the PS5 comes out. Cause I'm just going to buy the PS5. Right. But so I guess if I do ruin it and Sony won't take it back, then I don't pay the $150 to have it fixed. And I just don't have a pro anymore, but does it really matter? Cause I'm trying to get more conscious. I tweeted this out. I'm like, I was trying to be more like aware that I might in 20 years be like, man, I wish I had my original PS4. You know, I know I don't need it, but it's like my PS1. I wish I had my original PS1. I wish I had my original Nintendo. So I thought about that and I thought, well, I'd love to keep my systems, but my original PS4 crapped out. My PS4 Pro crapped out. So if I get it replaced and Sony replaced it with a different PS4, it's not my PS4 anyway. So like, what's the (laughs) sentimental value, (laughs) you know? See, for me, like, I don't have a lot of sentimental value with the, the, a base console. It's more like if it was a collector's edition system, then yes. But uh, for the Xbox 360, for instance, like it got to the point where I would just trade in my old Xbox 360 toward the new model because I 
didn't trust them. <laughs> uh, and actually, what I would do before they changed to the uh, the slim model, uh, I would pop the uh, the 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 launch models had the um, uh, chrome door and chrome eject button, mm-hmm. and so I would pop the chrome eject button off of my console and take the chrome door off, and I would switch them with the one that I was replacing it with. <laughs> So that way it still looked like a launch system. Sure. But it but it didn't have the uh, awful launch uh, lack of HDMI port and uh, red ring of death possibility. It's like taking your steering wheel off your your like vintage vehicle when it breaks down <laughs> and then you get a new car and like you just put the new steering wheel on. Actually, that's a terrible analogy because I guess if you get the same car, you could take it. But maybe something like uh, your dice in the windshield or something like that. It rents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the... Uh, I've had plenty of systems die on me. Uh, I, I GameStop uh, manager conference years ago. They they gave us all Star Wars Darth Vader PS fours, and uh, mine mine was dead rotten arrival. <laughs> I ended up just uh, trading it in toward the Batman console years nice. later. <laughs> nice. I love I love how there's no way to replace that. Either. Like they didn't. What are they gonna do? You can't like call Sony and be like, hey, you guys gave me a bunk system. Right. <laughs> but anyway, John, enough about the Xbox. We or excuse me, enough about the PlayStation. <laughs> enough about the Xbox. Yeah, enough about the Xbox. About let's the talk about the Xbox. Xbox. <laughs> let me let me requeue that. Alright, here we go. Let me requeue that. <laughs> so first up on the podcast today, John, we're talking about the Xbox. And the big news that came out officially late last night, early this morning, but unofficially leaked yesterday on Tuesday was the price point and the first look at the Xbox Series S, which then led Microsoft to spill the beans on everything. Uh, like I said, it was like late last night or early this morning. They just finally said, hey, here's the tweet, and they knocked it out. So they're, they, they've officially announced the Xbox Series S, which was, what was that, Project Lockhart, right? That was the big thing, right, that they were working yep. on, a, on a cheaper, less powerful version of the Xbox Series X. And yada yada and this and that. So we we know all the details now. Uh, the only thing we don't know yet is the PlayStation Five details, which we want to compare, obviously someday. But we'll have to wait for another time. But today we're going to talk about the Xbox Series S. Okay, the S. Now, and yes, we're going to talk about all things Xbox. <laughs> yes, we're going to talk about a lot of Xbox stuff today. So that's really what it's all. We're, we're Xbox heavy today. Um. Now, the big thing, let's just get the big thing out of the way. Well, the two big things. The first one, here's what it looks like. And I know you can't see that I've got a picture up here, but I know you know what it looks like. I do. I I actually, when I first saw it, I actually thought to myself, like, there's no way it looks like that. <laughs> like, when I saw the leak, <laughs> when I saw the leak, I was like, there's no way that this is what it looks like. Um, I don't know what's up with the two-tone. Sony did it, too, with the white and black. I don't. I don't understand, like... I don't know. It's weird. And and some of the original concept art of the S, or I should say like the fan art of it showed it basically instead of being thinner than the, than the, you know, element from fifth element stone that is the Xbox series X, it, it was like half the size, but still a square. And it actually looked kind of yeah. neat. It looked almost like a very like high tech Apple kind of like, you know, Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah, very ooh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Okay, <laughs> he's smartass. Okay, yeah yeah, it's ooh yeah. Um, but 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 it looked kind of cool. This, on the other hand, I guess looks more like a traditional console. 
But I don't yeah. I don't get at all the white with the black speaker. I, I, I just don't. Or the black <laughs> vent on top, which looks like a speaker. I don't get it. This thing looks like a domino when it's standing up. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't know. And maybe maybe I'm out of design, right? Like maybe I'm not hip and cool to what the current trends are in technology. I know I just look at that and it just is weird looking to me. So that's the first thing. I think thing. I know why that's there. Well, well so, do tell. I think that they did the two-tone to let people know that that is a vent. Because <laughs> the, the current Xbox One X and the Xbox One S and the, and the, uh, the sad edition have that same vent in that same place. Correct. But it's the same color, and I'm willing to bet that lots and lots of morons probably put crap on top of that vent. Well, if if that's what they think of their customers, then they should really reconsider their naming <laughs> policies. Because <laughs> if they're going to give them the benefit of the doubt or th- tell them that they don't think their customers know the difference between like a vent hole that they shouldn't cover, and then... They're going to come up with a not as clear naming sequence. Whatever. I digress. So one, that's what it looks like. Two, the price. This is actually a bigger deal. Let's talk about the price. Yes. $299. So 300 bucks. That's a big deal. I actually think this is a really big deal. I think it's... Oh, let's see. I have a lot of issues with this. So I think it's smart. Uh, I also think there's a lot of like... I don't want to say misleading, but it's not quite what, uh, like, it's not quite as cheap as you think, I guess is what I want to say, right? Like, there's a lot of hidden costs with this that's passed along to the consumer. Um, And so along with this, and we'll go over some of the stats in a little bit here, too. uh, They show some differences between the two hardware. Um, But let's let's kind of break it down. So here's my main issue with it. So the Xbox Series S. Is two ninety nine does not have a disc drive, which obviously Sony is releasing a PlayStation Five without a disc drive. Now the difference is that Sony's PlayStation Five without a disc drive is not any less powerful. The hardware in this side is the same; it just does not right. have a physical media drive. Now, arguably, disc drives don't cost that much, especially when Sony's, you know, got the in uh, with with that. But so I don't know how much that would drop the price here. Obviously they're not just taking off the disk drive. They're actually putting less power, quote unquote power into the box. So they're able to shave off more money. But however, here's, here's what I want to talk about. So first let's talk pricing and then we'll get into stats and stuff like that. So the pricing is two ninety nine. The Xbox series X is going to be four ninety nine. So it's $200 cheaper than the more powerful series X. That's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big jump. Uh, however, They've stated that it only has a 512 gigabyte high-speed SSD. So almost right away. Now, again, remember, there's no disk drive. So either you're downloading every game to this thing, or you're, which even if you're using Game Pass, you're still downloading every game to this thing. Now, once you start using xCloud, it'll be a little bit different. But as far as Game Pass is concerned, you download every title you want to play. Think about right. a game like Warzone. Warzone's up to like 200 gigs right now. For just one game. Maybe. I don't know. I played on PC. But I know it's up there. I know it's up there. (laughs) So you can hold... And you know that they always reserve so many gigs for system storage, updates, yada, yada. So out of the 512, you're realistically probably getting 490 gigs out of this thing 
when you take out what's reserved for system. So half of that, over half that's going to possibly one game in Warzone. Yeah. So you're going to have to upgrade the hard drive, right? And so they've made it very clear that you have to upgrade a very specific type of high-speed SSD, this NVMe um, drives or whatever, And uh, so, which I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about. So I'm not going to say you're going to be like, oh, it's high-speed performance. I'm not going to go there. My, my only thought on those hard drives is I bet they're going to be expensive. And that's really the point I'm going to make, John. So right now, if you go to Amazon, the closest you can get in comparison – to what you would need to upgrade this. So it's a one terabyte uh, like NVMe drive, which, or, or I don't know, it's hard to describe, right? Because it's like, it is a, it's a drive, but it looks like a piece of RAM almost. It's really hard to yeah. describe. Like it's cool. It's, it's, it's faster speeds. It's great. Um, I have one in my desktop, uh, a 500 gig, mind you, um, because they're expensive. A one terabyte right now on Amazon, 120 to $150. So yeah, I'm thinking 200 bucks. Yeah. So now he now I thought I saw a picture somewhere where someone put up and had a, a price point for the Seagate official Microsoft drive, and I thought I saw it was 200 bucks. Now that's okay. Now I don't think it's going to be that much. Realistically, though, it's at least going to be 120 to 150 bucks. 120 is realistic. Then you got to throw on the hey we're associated and it says Xbox specific on it so we're going to charge you an extra 30 bucks. So <laughs> I think realistically $150 this thing will be at least. And I might be like I said I might that thing I saw earlier might be right. I just don't I couldn't find it again. So that puts us automatically up to $450 for an S model, an a Series S that is less powerful than the Series X which has which for 50 bucks more, you can just get that system. I mean, now again, from, from a consumer standpoint, I think that's a bad deal. So I'm just going to say right here from a consumer standpoint, bad deal. This isn't the first time Microsoft tried to pull this though. They did it. I mean, they've done this. They've done the two generations since the 360. They had the arcade and the, the pro, right? Is that what they called it? The Xbox uh, 360 arcade and the, it wasn't the elite until the one after that. I think it was the pro. Was it pro? I forget. It doesn't matter. No, I think it was like it was like core and arcade. I believe it was. Mm, oh, maybe okay. Well, whatever it was. So they would release one system, like even even the slim. So when the Xbox 360 Slim came out, they had four gig and two fifty gig. If you bought a two fifty gig hard drive separate from Microsoft at MSRP, it was more expensive than just buying the two fifty gig outright. And you know that that difference wasn't just the internal four gig chip that they were popping on the board. Like it wasn't. So again, as a retail strategy though, it's not a bad idea to ha have an entry level system that people can look at and go, wow, it's only two ninety nine, And then they'll spend another $200 on it and be like, cool, cool. That was awesome. And not realize they could have just bought the more expensive item because at the time they didn't have that big chunk of money. So while I don't think it's a good deal for the consumer, it's a strategy that Microsoft and other console manufacturers have used before and then they kind of backload the costs. So, you know, up front, not as bad. And then later you're paying more over time. It's very similar to people who buy Xbox Live one month at a time. Like it's crazy. <laughs> buy the year. <laughs> okay, buy the year. One month. Don't buy a month at a time. Oh my God, you're paying like double. Don't buy a month at a time. Um, So let me then pass it to you because I've been rattling on here. 
what are your first thoughts? Hit me with what you think of how it looks and then hit me with what you think about the pricing. Um, I don't hate the look. Um, I like that it looks visually interesting. Um, I don't think they did enough to differentiate it from the previous consoles, my, personally. Um, uh, did you see the teardown of the interior of the console? No. I saw the um, little picture where it pulls it apart, but I don't think that's very yeah, accurate. Yeah, like the explosion view, <laughs> and I, I found it interesting because, like, internally, it's incredibly simple. Like, it's basically the motherboard, the uh, and then the CPU with its, its heat sink on it, and then the power supply. And then everything else is just, um, like, heat shielding. So it's it's internally incredibly simple, uh, mm. which I found surprising. And that's probably also plays into the price, uh, is that they just don't have as many components. Um, it, I, I think the price is, personally, I think the price is great for consumers. Um, I think it's a big reason why they probably got rid of uh, manufacturing the Xbox One uh, X. Because at the same price point, like yeah, six months prior, you could buy an Xbox One X, and then you might look at the new one and be like, "Oh, well, why the hell didn't I just buy that instead and be pissed off?" Um, so, I uh, there's going to be a segment of people that are gonna that this is going to be just fine for. Um, there's plenty of people that don't play a huge variety of games. And so they're not going to have a problem with like deleting stuff off the hard drive and installing one or two games at a time. Um, also, this may be, this might be the case, it might not, but supposedly game install sizes should actually reduce this generation because a large part of the reason why the install sizes of games ballooned so much is that there's a hell of a lot of redundant data on the hard drive. Um, so like when you're playing Call of Duty, for instance, they have a texture for like the grass hundreds of times in that file. So that way it's always close to what else sure. needs to be loaded. It, yeah, it's a technique for faster load times. Yeah, so with the hard drive speeds being so much faster, they said that there's less need for them to have all that redundant data, which means that hard drive, that installation sizes shouldn't balloon as much as what they did on the Xbox One and the PS4. Sure. Now, um, which, to go which along, you, sorry, uh, to go along with that, real quick. Um, oh, sure. Now, the only the only opposite I would say to that though is you do have the not with this model because it doesn't do it, but you do have the 4K and the introduction of higher, you know, of a higher resolution, which means that those files then are going to take up, like they're going to be bigger. Um, now, how that compares to what you're saying, though, about the lack of, I, I can't speak on that because I don't know. Um, but just something to think about, though, too, is as game files might get smaller due to lack of redundancy, they're going to go back up with adding 4K assets. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think, Call of Duty, for instance, um, probably already has 4K files 
in the mix. So, like, I would think that Warzone, for instance, being 250 gigs on Xbox One X is probably, if if a lot of that is redundant data, I would I would think that they could probably squeak that game in at 100 to 120 gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, the weird thing about that game in particular is that the 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 last patch that like added 60 gigs to that game was only 60 gigs on the Xbox. The PlayStation patch was apparently substantially smaller. So yeah, there's a lot of weird that, stuff going on with that game. I don't get it. Yeah, like that was apparently just there was an issue with how the Xbox One X functions or the Xbox One itself functions in that the patch had to be significantly larger. But yeah, yeah. price-wise for for the S, I don't want one, and I won't own one. But I do think for the right person, it's a great entry-level console. Sure. No, I, I definitely think it has an audience. And let's yeah. get real. The Series X will probably sell out faster, and then people who just want something new will buy the Series S. Like, it's going to happen. I I don't think you're going to see consoles outselling each other really during the holiday season. They're both going to sell like gangbusters right away because they both have their dedicated fan bases. They're both hot new equipment. They're going to sell. You know, you don't really know who is more successful when it comes to console sales until later on. But that, not that that's the whole thing anymore. I mean, look at the way Microsoft's trying to change it where you don't need to sell a bunch of consoles to still make your money. Like, they're going to the subscription service. They want people buying Xbox Live on PC, getting Game Pass on PC. Like, they're looking at other ways. So it's not like system sales are everything. So I agree with you. If you have an Android phone, technically you don't even need an Xbox One or Xbox Series X. You could just do uh, xCloud yeah. with Game Pass. Yeah, you could. Um, and so, you know, I, I agree that there is an audience for this system. Uh, I, I personally believe, and I know what's tough about me is a lot of what I say and a lot of my experience is anecdotal based on someone who works in a video game store. So obviously the customers I see on a day-to-day basis are people that are buying physical games. So like when I was, when I can say something like, you know, the Xbox uh, all digital edition doesn't sell very well in my store. Well, yeah, because most people coming into my store want to buy physical games. So, you know, I, I can't, I can't comment outside of my bubble, but what I will say is like, as an experienced person who worked at GameStop for many years, I've, I've talked to the people who buy these sort of things. While it might shift this generation for the most part, most people want a disk drive. They want to buy a game and pop it in. There's always the people that have kind of like evolved into like the all digital world and stuff like that. But for the most part, most people want that physical game. And it's, it's, if nothing else, it's because they want to be able to sell it later. They want something tangible and they know like, like selling used games has had a huge return over the last few years. Stores like mine popped up, a bunch of other stores popped up. And so games are very liquid as a property. And so if you need cash, you could sell your system and your games and make some money back. If you have a system and all your games are digital, all that money you paid full price for all those games, you get nothing back out of it. If you want to sell it, you know, it just, it just is what it is. And I'm not saying that's not a reason to get it. It's just, that's the truth of the matter. So I do think that there's an audience for it. I think it's going to be a limited audience. And, and this is one thing I wanted to comment that kind of ties into that. 
I have been seeing, and again, it's on Twitter, and it's a lot of the fanboy garbage, which is fine. But I've been seeing a lot of people talk about, like, like people in the industry, right? Like writers and other people like that, tech writers, stuff like that, talking about how this thing is going to fly off the shelf at two ninety nine. And I, I, that, I mean, yes, this year it will. This year it'll fly because it's new tech. It's, it's going to. Is it going to fly off the shelf every holiday? I don't think so. I just really, I feel like Xbox is going in on, on really like a, as they went out on the Xbox one generation on a whimper, I think they're limping into this generation and I love the service. I love game pass. I love all that stuff. I, I think it's a great service for the price. They're adding the EA access to it. Now it's a great deal. Game pass is like ultimate game pass. Ultimate. If you have a PC game pass, ultimate and an Xbox, it's, it's awesome. And so I, I get, I get, I, I, I guess I don't get why people just think that because it's two ninety nine for a next-gen console, it's going to sell, like, it's going to be the most incredible thing just based on price alone. I just I just don't see that. And I'm not saying people won't buy it. People are going to buy it, especially the first three months it's out. But after the holiday season, like, are we going to see this thing move? Now, again, to my point earlier, it doesn't have to move a million units. It doesn't have to move 10 million units in the first holiday. It doesn't have to do that. It just has to get people into the Xbox ecosystem of Game Pass and Xbox Live and stuff like that. That's how Microsoft is expecting to make money. They're not expecting to make money on hardware or even accessories for that matter. They're really, you know, they want you in their ecosystem of services. And so it will it will that work? Maybe. I almost think Microsoft should have almost been better off pushing off stuff like this and just moving to like getting their service built into TVs and like getting mm-hmm. XCloud out and built into TVs so you can just sign up for Xbox Game Pass x cloud and play all the stuff you know um yes sorry go ahead i do think you underestimate the amount of people that have moved to all digital because i saw a lot of that working at gamestop like not not a ridiculous amount but there were definitely like regular customers that would come in all the time and buy all the latest releases and then suddenly they were like, yeah, I'm going to trade everything in and I'm just going to buy a bunch of Microsoft points. To... And they would they would buy, well, not Microsoft points, currency. Um, they would buy a bunch of currency to rebuy the disks that they were trading in mm-hmm. digitally. Yeah, that's so wild. <laughs> like, so you're going to take five bucks for this copy of Dark Souls so you can rebuy it for 60 as a digital download <laughs> like what are you yeah. doing <laughs> like your disk drive still works i don't understand but like there there are those people that like they don't like getting up and grabbing the disk and throwing it in the drive they just want to go to the sure. menu click on it and have it play and even like i've i've experienced some of that because a lot of the games that i like some games I have on disc get put up on Xbox live with games of gold or they show up on game pass. And it's really convenient when I already have the game downloaded and then it shows up in game pass and it's like, Oh cool. I can just play this right now without going. Right. This is nice. Um, so I, I see the benefit of going digital, but I also just, it's not something I want to do. And also I don't like 
the idea of taking away the the competitive price points that retailers can offer. So that's that's why I don't like it. Sure. And that's that was usually what I would I would tell customers when they were talking about going digital is like you can't when you're only buying your item from one source, there's no there's no sales. Like you can't you can't take advantage of something because it's cheaper if you're if you're just right. digital. Like yeah, well we were just talking about that like not too long ago where, you know, with, with Apple or Epic suing Apple because they want to get the Epic Game Store onto iDevices and make sure that the App Store isn't the only place to buy games. As to where yeah. when you get an Xbox and you're digital only, you are locked into their store. And that's it. There's no other store except the Microsoft Store. And to be fair, a lot of companies do put their games on sale. And so it's not like you never get a sale price and stuff's never cheaper. But yeah, you're right. You're 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 stuck in that system. Um, and and don't forget. I, I'll, I'll totally agree with your point. I don't think you're wrong at all. But don't forget, I'm, I am also the guy who believes this is the last generation of consoles that will have disk drives. And I've said <laughs> I've said that before, and we've got blasted on YouTube for it. But I think it's accurate. I think this will be the last generation of consoles that has a disk drive. Um, so I definitely don't under I don't underestimate the amount of people that are going digital. It, it is it is the way, and it's going to be the future. I think though. When people are given the choice, there's something about the system that doesn't have the physical capabilities that just seems off-putting to a lot of people. And again, I'm speaking from my bubble, and I understand that. Like, I'm not trying to pretend like I know every consumer. But I, do, I besides being, uh, you know, in the social media loops, but also in my store talking to customers, and not just customers that buy stuff for me. I had a guy sell an all-digital edition Xbox One today. And he told me he's selling it because he's just getting Ultimate Game Pass on PC. He's like, well, I don't need the <laughs> Xbox anymore. I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense to me. And like the all digital edition Xbox is still just wild to me. And and all and, and that's kind of like I don't think it was cheap enough to be successful. But the all if I don't know how Microsoft doesn't have internal numbers on the all digital edition and saw how few of their customers went to that option. Because there was a better option out there and that's kind of what they have this there's a better option out there with the series x they sold really well last either last holiday or the year before because they hit 150 bucks and when they hit 150 bucks then it was just like all of the all of the people that like waited for years to to upgrade to a new console suddenly were like what 150 dollars all right and then they bought it. Right. Uh, but but what are the numbers on that? And I know Microsoft doesn't share them, but really, like, did it really sell that well or did it sell well compared to what it was selling? Because it was selling terribly. So did it yeah. see, like, a 100% increase in sales? Because that just means it was selling a little less terribly. You know? I mean, and <laughs> I'm not... I don't know. It sounds like I'm crapping on... Yeah, but did it sell out because they stopped making it? Didn't they, like, discontinue that thing, like, right away? They discontinued it at the same time as they discontinued the Xbox One X uh, just recently. Um, Interesting. But when it hit that $150 price point, it was it became hard to get. And it was like, people were like talking about it, which I was just like, "What? no, it's, it's still a piece of shit. You still <laughs> shouldn't buy it. <laughs> well, and so I, so I, I guess then to your point... Is the two ninety nine price point cheap enough to make someone go, yeah, I would get that option over 
the five hundred one. I guess I see a big enough difference there. Um, now three hundred is different from one fifty because it, it's really interesting. In all my time at GameStop and at Software Etc. before that, I remember when price when consoles even failed consoles, and I'm not trash talking at everybody before you blast me. The Dreamcast was a failed console. It it, it was unsuccessful uh, for uh, many years. When that hit a certain price point, that thing flew. When that thing went sub 100, I remember when that thing went 99.99, it flew because that was an amazing price for a new console that was an upgrade to what you had if you had a PS1 or an N64. Or heaven help you, a Saturn. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, But you're right. So there are certain price points, though, that makes people's brains turn on. And there's something there that makes people go, man, like, that's a good price. I got to have it. And so I'm with you on that. That makes a lot of sense. And so it's 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 a certain low price and it's a certain price difference between the other options. And so I wonder which one is going to, you know, and I love this sort of stuff. I love the psychology of marketing and like the psychology of how this all works. And so I'm very curious to see if if how I anticipate it going is is how way it's going to go or if it goes a different way. Like this is all so interesting to me. I I look look at this way. So trashy single mom trying to please her kid kid wants a new console and you've got the playstation 5 for 500 bucks and you've got the new xbox for 299 what are you probably going to do I, I i won't disagree with that in that instance i don't know why she has to be trashy but let's say the single mom uh. I don't know. I don't know what your problem is with single moms, John. But... No, you're a garbage human being. I'm talking just bottom of the barrel. She's got a record. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I get that's possible. I'm not. I'm not going to say that scenario won't happen. I just don't think that's going to be the majority case. But again, no. I can't stress it doesn't necessarily matter system sales this time around. What matters is like revenue what matters is what kind of money each company's putting in the bank based on their services that they offer and microsoft's yeah. going a different way we, we we talked about this either either we did or i did years ago or a year ago when microsoft basically phil spencer said well we're not competing with sony and nintendo we're competing with google and apple and you're like huh but it they're not wrong in that regard they're, they're kind of going after that you know games as a service like let's get people into our digital system hardware is almost obsolete at this point um, and xCloud, I've never, I've never used it. I've heard it's amazing. Like I heard it destroys Stadia as far as, you know, just quality and, and not just library, but, but quality too. Um, yeah. but I want to play xCloud. Like, I think that's cool. I'm, I'm down for stream game streaming. I think it could be neat and I have good internet. I'm lucky that way. But, um, I, so I don't know, I guess I'm with you that that scenario will happen. Someone will look at those two price points and say, you know, this and that. I think, though, which also gets kind of overlooked is how many people ask the opinion of the people working. And so if if you went up to like, like, would that same mom go to me at my store, go to you when you worked at GameStop or go to someone working at Walmart? Would they walk up to them and say, what's the difference between these? Why is one so much cheaper? And then what if the person working and, and again, let's just pretend that they're not a fan of either system. Like, let's just pretend that they're somehow totally level-headed and not biased in any sort of way. They might say something like, well, the Xbox is less powerful. Uh, it doesn't have a disk drive, so you can't play games. You can't play regular games in it. Um, you have to download everything or sign up for their, their monthly service and pay money. I think that 
I could see that person going, oh, that doesn't seem like a very good deal, and then get the PS5. But again, these are all whatever scenarios in our head. We're just like making stuff up at this point. But I, I, I that will happen. What you said will happen. Someone will look at the two price points and go, man, for 200 bucks cheaper, I can still play Fortnite. For 200 bucks cheaper, I can still play Minecraft. For 200 bucks cheaper, I can still play Apex Legends. I can still play PUBG. I can still play like, that, that's going to be fine. I can still play Dauntless. Anybody play Dauntless? I can still play Dauntless. No. So I see it. I mean, I, you're you're not wrong with that. You're not wrong with that. Uh, it's, it's also too like once you run out of like let's say you're out of the Xbox One X or Xbox Series X, it's it then goes to a oh they want an Xbox. Well, we also have this thing. <laughs> We're sold out of that thing, but we have this, which is also an Xbox. Sure. Yeah. Well, and actually, as I was scrolling down here, I did catch one other thing that I wanted to announce or that I wanted to mention too. So part of my issue with the S is that one thing Microsoft did that for sure outshined and made Sony uh, look awful in regards to was backwards compatibility. PS4, zero backwards compatibility. The only thing that they did have on some stuff was cross-buy on certain digital games, so that was cool. But for the most part, Sony did nothing with backwards compatibility and Microsoft did a lot. So they're touting right here with both the Xbox Series X and Series S, you'll be able to play thousands of digital games across four generations of gaming. So with the Series S, you can't put in your original Xbox, your 360, your Xbox One, and your Xbox Series games into that. So so yes, you can do it if you bought the game digitally, you can play it then. backwards. So it's almost like, I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot a little bit with well the one thing that they really crushed it with last generation which was backwards compatibility now to go along with that i want to say i forget when it was i think it was during the ps3 era after they pulled out the ps2 backwards compatibility someone at sony said something on the lines of we have internal data and most people don't care about backwards compatibility now obviously where i yeah. work it's a big deal you and I were big collectors. It's a huge deal to us. So we talk to each other. We're in our own little bubble of collecting and, and buying used games and wishing that one system could play every game we own. So of <laughs> course, of course, you know, we look at that and go, no way. Everyone I talk to loves backwards compatibility, but in the grand scheme of things, is it that important? And I don't think it is, even though I want it as a feature, it's like, it's really important to me, but then I yeah. find myself not really playing much old stuff. Now with the PS five, I would still play PS4 games because the best part about the five playing four is that they're not going to remake Resident Evil four for the eight millionth time. They're not going to redo the <laughs> Devil May Cry collection again. They're not going to do, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to redo these again because they're now they are playable on the five or so you think, or so I think they're supposed to be. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But I, I just feel like it's one of those things where they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with something they did do really well. Cause, cause arguably if you, if you're trying to sell this thing as you can play all these generations of Xbox on it, you're limited though in what you can do on the X, on the S compared to the X. All right. Well, enough about the Xbox talk. Let's talk about the Xbox Series X. Well, <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the X because we, we've been we've been dumping on the S, which we don't necessarily love. Yeah. So the X, uh, they announced the price at four ninety nine. All right, we already knew a lot about it as far as like power goes and stuff like that. November tenth release date, four ninety nine. I think that's 
a good price. I have no problem with that. Um, I would I, I would love the system to be four hundred. Hell, I'd love the system to be three hundred. I want it as cheap as possible, but I also understand there's a balance between power and cost. So, um, yeah, I think the price is good. Did you expect? Who did you expect to pull the trigger first? Um, did you think it was going to be Microsoft? I don't know, man. I really, I didn't even think about it, but I, I thought, cause I thought, I remember hearing that Sony was going to have a big event where they talked more about it, like during E3 and then it got pushed and then they pushed again. So I really don't know. I mean, people kind of like to joke that, you know, Sony always waits around for someone else to do something or make an announcement and then they copy it, which I normally kind of laugh at, but I'm starting to feel like more that way now. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like I cannot believe it's tonight when we're recording this it's September 9th and the system's supposed to come out in two months and we don't have a price <laughs> I mean that yeah. seems crazy to me because they know the price the only thing I could think of is if they're trying to well one they could have been waiting for Microsoft but if if two if they're just waiting to see um, like what the current economic climate is to see if they want to drop it a little bit more to take a hit or if they think they can charge more to not take as much of a hit because i do have a feeling that they're going to drop it at 500 now specifically now to match the xbox maybe if xbox if the series x had come out at 400 maybe sony would have been like hey let's do 449 and let's take that 50 bucks a console hit you know until we we until we establish ourselves you know um but now I, I think it'll be fine. If it comes I, out... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I definitely thought Microsoft was going to wait until Sony announced because now Microsoft can't... Like, they've got to they gotta stay firm with that price. And I expected them to wait for Sony to announce and then for them to announce that they were going to undercut it by a degree. Sure. Well, um, yeah. And now they can't really do that. They can't have that mic drop moment because, like, Microsoft's got tons of money in the bank that they can afford to lose money on every console they sell. Whereas Sony is at a much different position financially as an overall company where they can't really lose a crap load of money in the PlayStation division, which is their best money making division of all of Sony including their like Sony pictures and all that. Sure. Now, now one thing to consider though, is that just because Microsoft has the money to lose, it doesn't mean they will. And and so the Xbox division, and again, got blasted for this the last time I said it, there's still nothing rock solid about how quote unquote profitable the division's been. So they're still beholden to stockholders there's still a board that votes on these sort of things and decides these sort of things. So it is certainly possible that they said, we will not take a loss in a division that's already taking a loss. Even if Microsoft has all the money they need to to eat that loss, that doesn't mean they will. Um, I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying that they it's not a given that they will just because they can. But you're absolutely right about Sony. Like Sony is not in the most strongest financial position right now to just be like pissing money away just to try to quote unquote win. You know, they have, they have to be smart. They're not, it's not like them. They're not like Sega in the late nineties where they had to like make every step perfect or they were going to go bankrupt. It's just like they, they can't afford to take a huge risk. And they, they've seen how the console cycles flip. Like they saw how the PS3 tanked in the beginning. 
they were able to pull it back together with the PS4, but it's going to be just as easy to tank with the PS5 if it doesn't hit the right, um, you know, climate, if you will, when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to financials and stuff, because you never know if this thing comes out because my worry is going to be 600 and 500. That's my worry for the PlayStation 5. If somehow they come out and it's 400 and 300, I'd lose my mind. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But if that somehow happened, I would just be like, it's over as far as, quote, unquote, the console wars go, which is stupid. <laughs> but it would it would be over in the sense that there is no competition there in the home console yeah. market. Now, that doesn't mean that Microsoft still wouldn't dominate in the games as a service, um, in the game streaming. That'd be that'd be all good. But yeah, it's just wild stuff, man. Like just just really interesting. Um, do, so, do you think it's going to be 400, 500 for the PlayStation? I do, but it's, I almost feel like it's wishful thinking. I think it's going to be 450 and 500 because I don't think the disc drive is going to be that much cheaper, but if Sony's smart, they'll take a bigger hit on the discless version because they're going to get the, the PlayStation. Now they're going to get the digital sales. They're going to, yeah, they're going to get the digital revenue. They're going to make more money. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll, I, I hope so. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for as as a fan, I should say, you know, as a YouTuber, I really don't care. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter to me. Um, so I do want to go over a couple more things here. We're already like blowing through time on this. But um, so one other thing they talked about, Xbox All Access is being ramped up. They started it with the Xbox One where you could basically, it's like how you buy a phone. You can get a, you know, you get your phone service, then you pay an extra $20 a month to pay for your $1,000 phone or whatever, right? Well, they tried doing that with Xbox with, I assume, moderate success, but really I think it was a pilot program for using it on the X, on their next system, which is now the Series S and Series X. So you get Xbox All Access. You get an, a new Xbox, whether it's the Series X or the Series S, for 24 months. You get Game Pass Ultimate. There's no upfront cost, and it's $35 a month for the X or $25 a month for the S. This is incredible pricing. This is something that should get a lot of people on board. It's just they have to work really hard to convince people that this is a new way to buy consoles because this is something that cell phones have done forever. When you go, no one expects to pay full price for a cell phone, I don't think ever. You just go, and it's added onto your bill, and you're fine. Right. Consoles has never been like this though. So Microsoft really has to go out of their way to make this like a known thing, I think. Well, uh, yeah. I'm kind of wondering what retailer is going to be offering this as well cuz um so a couple of years ago Microsoft did this with GameStop for a short period of time where you could you could set this thing up, but GameStop never adopted it in a large way. So, like, I think I did maybe one or two of those as a store, like, that holiday when that period was was going. And I'm kind of wondering if any retailer is going to actually adopt it in a big way. Like, go into Best Buy and then be like, hey, yeah, let's set you up with an Xbox Series X and get you out the door you're going to pay 35 bucks for your first month and what do you want for accessories like what do you want for games um because i i think that would be that'd be huge like 
imagine going into to Best Buy and expecting to spend 550 bucks just to get the system and then going, hey, let's send, let's sign you up for this instead. And then instead of spending 550 bucks on the console, you can get yourself three games and an extra controller. Sure. Yeah, and no, you don't even to, yeah that makes a lot of sense. To, you don't even have to sell them Xbox Live. Uh, right. As, you know, like, yeah. That it's built into the service, so you can you can be like, yeah, you're gonna get access to 250 games. You're gonna be able to play online the second you get home, uh, and and you can you can save some of that money you were gonna spend on the system and get some games. Yeah, no, I, and I and I think this is smart. It like I said, the only tricky part is that they have to figure out how to get this message out there. And retailers is a good way. Like if you started putting big signs up in Best Buy that say, "Leave today with an Xbox Series X." Uh, for $35 a month, no upfront costs. I mean, like, that's huge. Like, people would be like, oh, wait, it's Christmas time. I can buy a system for nothing and pay $35 a month for two years. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, so right. I, I like this. This is this this is smart marketing. This is good stuff. Now, again, though, like with the Series S, I don't think it's necessarily the best deal for consumers. Not that, I mean, it's situationally, it can be. But as far as, like, cost, it's not. It's not. Uh, cost efficient compared to just buying the system outright. But I understand that $500 is a lot to drop. Plus, you know, well, then there's tax and then you've got games, an extra controller, headset probably at that point, whatever. And then you buy Xbox Game Pass anyway, (laughs) Ultimate Game Pass, or you buy Xbox Live, right? Uh, So, but here's the breakdown. So, and we did the math already, but basically... It ends up costing you because they're, they're, they say there's no annual percentage rate, right? Like they say zero APR. That's a big selling point, zero APR, which is true. However, the total cost of all this stuff over the two years is going to cost you an extra $100 for the Xbox Series X than it would if you just bought all this stuff separately. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm not saying Microsoft shouldn't make money like financing these people, but it's a little misleading to say there's no APR there isn't but there is that doesn't mean there's not an additional cost to to buying it this way so just like instead of buying xbox live a month or three months at a time buy the year (laughs) it's be a smart (laughs) consumer buy the year um but it's neat that they offer it like i'm okay with this it's just that they have to figure out how to market it and i'm curious if sony will try to do something similar i don't think they will i think sony is just going to do more of the same like this is what's keeping them they saw what was successful with the four and they're just going to, they're going to stay the course. And I said this like last year when I was talking about this, they're just going to stay the course, do the same thing that made them successful this generation. And then will that still be successful? I don't know. That, that's, that's a good question. So you were saying that uh, GameStop was testing or, or considering doing their own type of, uh, uh, or down payments and like, yes, Partial payments. What is what is that? So thank you for bringing that up because I actually kind of forgot about <laughs> that I had that tab open. So basically, GameStop confirmed on its quarterly earning report uh, today that they are going to um, launch a number of alternative payment models. According to internal documents provided to GamesBit, these payments include options include live which I don't understand what that means. I don't know if that means that like you just pay them like every other month on your credit card uh, or every month installment plans. And then my personal favorite rent to own <laughs> like the biggest scam on the whole planet. Um, so 
uh, let's see here. That's that's about it. Um, oh yeah, here's at the bottom. It says this differs from the Xbox All Access which is Microsoft's own program that enables players to get the Series X or X, Series S or X for $25 or $35 a month. So this is a separate plan. So GameStop is just figuring out their own way to, like, finance these things, I guess. And there's a GameStop credit card, which they've been pushing for a few years. So obviously that's an option too, but that has interest. That's higher. I don't know why you wouldn't just go right through Microsoft with something like this. That's going to be a better deal than any of the options GameStop's offering, like full stop. Right. And also, like, why are you trying to confuse the customer? Like, just just do the Microsoft thing, for the love of God. Just, like, just please it do simple. it. <laughs> Jesus. Like, like <laughs> it, there, you know what that extra $100 should be? That extra $100 should go to the retailer that helps the customers set up this account. Yes. That's what that $100 should be. Um, and that's that's what cell phones do. Like, when you go to a cell phone store and you sign up for a new a new plan, like, a, sm- a percentage of your, your monthly bill goes to that store every month as you continue to be a customer. So... They, they have residuals that they get. And now, that's not to say that, that that should go to GameStop. But, like, or actually maybe some of it should. Like, they should do something to stop retailers from doing, from copying their idea and complicating the matter. Right. I mean, it almost makes me want to say it should almost, they should almost, like, I mean, they can't because Best Buy has like their own card. You can put things on, but it's almost like there should be, if they want to be a partner, they almost have to say like, you cannot finance these things because you're just going to make this more confusing for the customer. Well, it's, it's not even like, I'm not even, I'm I'm not against like putting it on your Best Buy credit card or putting it on your GameStop credit card. I'm saying Microsoft should tell GameStop to knock it the hell off with them doing essentially exactly what microsoft is trying to do right like they're 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 taking microsoft's idea that they heard like a few months ago probably and going how can we make this shittier and make money (laughs) off of it well and then there's like like i don't know and i don't know these companies so this might be a really ignorant statement but whatever so i they always have some weird company you've never heard of it's like hey we're gonna partner up with a company called klarna we're gonna team up. We're teaming up with a company called QuadPay. Oh, hey, we just we just signed a deal with Progressive Leasing. What the hell is this? Like these aren't. You know what I mean? Like it's not like oh, hey, we made a deal with American Express, where American Express is gonna fit the bill and we're gonna pay back. Nope, QuadPay, Klarna, and Progressive Leasing. What what podcast are you listening to that you've heard Klarna ads? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Uh, remember, remember when Kind of Funny got sponsored by QuadPay? You know. Uh, actually, that's kind of funny. He has uh, Klarna ads all the time. Oh, do they really? Oh, see, I don't yeah. even know what Klarna is. Uh, it's it's like Swedish for shopping. Is, is oh, what is part of their ad? Well, I've had enough. I know I know enough. I don't need to know anymore. <laughs> um, okay, so lastly, then, and then we're off this subject. But lastly, we're just going to go over some of the differences between the X and the S. Um, now, I'm going to be honest. I'm not, I, I, I fell out of like PC specs and tech 
many years ago. A lot right. of this stuff is just whatever to me. Like a lot of this is just numbers. I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much faith in this. All you have to know is that the S the big the big difference is that the the way they powered the S was to focus on 60 frames per second at 1440p. It's like they're not they're not trying to get to 4K. That's the big thing. The X they're targeting 4K and 60 frames per second. So when they targeted the 1440 that was them basically just saying here's what we can put in this thing, here's the co- how cost effective we can get it and you know, this is the price. <laughs> that that's basically what they're saying. So they they hit a target and then they they put as cheap a components in as they could to still hit that target to get the price as much cheaper as they could. So, uh the Series X, let's start with the CPU. 8 core Zen 2, 3.8 gigahertz, 3.6 gigahertz with SMT enabled. The Series S, almost the exact same thing except it's 3.6 gigahertz with 3.4 with SMT enabled. So the CPU feels almost identical. Very very similar. The GPU is the biggest difference, which um, I think this this is where a lot of it comes in. Uh, the GPU for the Series X, it's an RDNA 2 with, I'm going to be honest, I don't even know what this means, 52 CUs? Like, I know I'm probably sounding really ignorant uh, right now. Um, compute units is what compute CU units. Is. Okay, f- fair enough, whatever the hell that is. Uh, like, like these things, I don't like none, none of this stuff is like words to me, you know? And I know like people are going to be like, Oh my God, he doesn't even know what CUs are. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like, literally like, if you look at this, you know, one's greater than the other. That's fine. Um, or, or they're going to be like, ah, John doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. That doesn't mean that. Yeah. Well, Hey, that's <laughs> fine. Cause that's you committed to that. So that's on you. So, um, so then the next line they say is GPU power, which we all know that teraflops has become like the new like the new buzzword, but whatever. The Series X is pushing 12.15 teraflops, while the Series S GPU power is equaling about 4 teraflops. So, do you remember what this, the PS5 they said it was? Was it like 9 or 10 or something like that? Yeah, I think it's like, it's around there. Um, The Xbox One X, I believe, is around 4 teraflops. Right. Um, and so the other thing I thought that was pretty noticeable was the amount of RAM. Now, this is this is something I can understand. The that, series, I also yeah. I also thought that was the <laughs> the the Series X has 16 gigs of GDD R6. The Series S has 10 gigs. So I mean, it's got almost half the RAM. Which now the thing about these as these consoles get closer to PCs, they're still not structured the same as a PC. Like a lot of the heavy lifting is done on the GPU. A lot of the heavy lifting is done. You know, like, like the RAM isn't like it's important, obviously, but it's not as like it's not like it. It doesn't have the same. My point is just that it's not the same as a PC as far as how all the parts work together, workload and such. And they just talk about the performance target. We talked about the Series X wants 4K at 60 frames. The Series S is 1440 at 60 frames. Most people won't notice. Even if you have a 4K TV, it'll still play it in 1440 and probably look great. You know what I mean? So like only like super super video files will notice a huge difference when it comes to these two i do believe that um the storage obviously this was something i talked about earlier xbox the series x has one terabyte the uh series s has 512 uh they both can have a one terabyte expansion card um obviously the disk drive is a 4k uhd blu-ray on the x it's digital only on the s and then they both do hdmi 2.1 and the msrp is 500 and 300 so 
again, I, I'm, I, I told at the beginning of this segment that I'm not going to brag like I know that these are all better, but clearly the S in two very key components, the GPU and in the, in the RAM is much less powerful. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how this works. I mean, so, you know, what this kind of reminds me of this. This almost feels like those systems that do the exact same thing and then always go back on this, you know, like there's always two versions and then they always cut one out because one ends up just not selling. I just wonder if uh, the S like, I know it's going to sell right away, but I wonder if the S won't sell and they'll just move to the series X and just get everybody on it. Are you talking like comparatively like the 20 gig PS three versus the 60 gig type thing? Yes, even though I know they kept doing like then they had the 120 and the 250 gig slims and then they had the you know the the 160 and the 320 like like Sony ran duals most generations for size options and stuff. Yeah, but but like the 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 20 gig is substantially inferior to that 60 gig. Like where it it was almost like you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're buying it. Yeah, the 20 gig wasn't a lot, plus no Wi-Fi. That just was like a shot in the gut. Like, that's just yeah, stupid. Yeah, no Wi-Fi. The, it ended up being 13 gigs of usable space. Yeah. Yeah, that, think. Was, that was rough. Yeah, that, that was a rough one. Actually, Sony did do another 20 gig uh, with the the third gen model as well, um, they actually which did I a, forgot about. They actually did a the, 12 gig. It's oh, 12. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> it's terrible. Slide, God like anybody buying that is like, Oh God, don't, don't buy it because not only, not only will you not be able to play, like it couldn't install grand theft auto. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here's the funniest thing about that system. So say you, you use it, you play a couple games on it and then you decide you want to upgrade the hard drive. Now there is no hard drive in it. That 12 gigs is on storage memory. Yep. When you put a hard drive in, it does not give you access to the original 12 gigs anymore. What? It's, it's yep. So if you had a bunch of stuff saved on there when you put the hard drive in, <laughs> it only reads that new hard drive. It's so <laughs> stupid, dude. I don't I don't like that system was just a complete waste. But now that is very interesting, right? Because that's what Sony Sony's trying to do what like Microsoft was trying to do here or with the Xbox 360, which was make one without a hard drive just much much cheaper. The problem is it was never so much cheaper that it was like a must-have thing. Because if you ask anybody like me or you at GameStop or the Walmart employee, those people are going to say, don't get the 12 gig, it's going to fill up right away. Spend the extra 50 bucks and get the 250. And that's what most people are going to do. Now, obviously, very different story with the S. And if the X is hard to get, people will get the S just because they want something. That's just human nature. We're all just humans are freaks. So, uh, but, but interesting stuff all all the same. So that's all I really want to talk about. John, do you have any closing thoughts on the series X and series S announcements? Uh, well, I'm, do you think you'll buy one at launch? So sure. Uh, that, that, that's the best question of all. Why don't I should have asked you the same thing and I will after I, after I answer. Um, so, the gamer in me wants to buy it because I want to have everything and I like having first generation systems. And I've told myself I was going to buy every new system that came out when it came out because I just like having everything. That being said, uh, I'm plopping the money down for an NVIDIA 3080. So is that that the $1,500 one? No, that's the mid range one. This is the $700 one. 
Okay, so so I'm buying that to push my PC to the max. With that, I can't I can't see why I would get a Series X because I have Game Pass Ultimate. I have access to all the games, and I technically have a more powerful machine to play it. So I don't know. So I would say the gamer in me says yes, I'm going to buy one, but like the my my smart side is like, look, man, just wait, and you can always buy a Series X later or wait for the next generation because you're not going to be missing any games on it. You know, the the PS5, I have to play all the exclusives on PS5. I can't get them anywhere else. Switch, yeah. I can't get them anywhere else. I have to I have to buy their system. So, um, so I would say I'm hoping that in my brain I decide not to get one. But if I see it goes on sale, like Wario tweets it out, and I click on it and it lets me add it to the cart, I'll probably buy it because I'm stupid. <laughs> so okay. I, I, how about you, John? Are you going to buy it? <laughs> Definitely. Um, I, I knew that already. <laughs> uh, and I could see myself holding off on PlayStation for until January to February unless something is a launch title. What What would that be? Uh, wait, sorry. Run that by me again. So you're saying you would hold so off? I could, I could see myself holding off on PS5 unless a specific game was a launch title. What game would that be? Well, I would, I would assume Demon Souls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if Demon Souls is, if Demon Souls is a launch title, I'm gonna be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And and that's the thing is, if that's launch, I have to get a PS5. I will push someone over on Black Friday to get a PS5 if I have, if I have to to get demon souls although launch is probably gonna be before black friday but uh yeah no back i I think most retailers aren't doing black friday this year well i'm curious how that's gonna work because how do you take the biggest shopping well a lot of them aren't doing thursday but i haven't heard of any stores not doing friday have you heard about stores not doing friday i think i i thought i heard about uh about walmart not doing it see i heard a commitment that they're not going to be open on thursday which means they're going to open at 1201 on Friday. <laughs> I'll have to look into that. Yeah, let me know. Look into that and let me know. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that's the Xbox Series X and Series S talk today. Hopefully by next week we'll be able to talk about the PS5 because I think that'd be pretty rad. Um, but yeah, so with that being said, uh, we have our pickup piles of the week. We have our games of the week. So, John, I want you to go first. What is your game of the week this week? Uh, my game of the week this week is uh, Dirt 1 for Xbox 360. I do love me some dirt. Uh, and specifically Dirt 1, uh, I loved because it's got Pikes Peak Hill Climb, um, which apparently Pikes Peak Hill Climb is now only allowed in the Gran Turismo games, I believe, for like a set period of time. Oh, okay. Weird. Uh, which companies need to stop doing that. <laughs> there was like a good 20 years where like nobody had Porsches in their, in their games because EA had the exclusive rights to Porsche for like 20 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all it did was resulted in like, like games where you're like, why is this iconic vehicle not in the game? What the hell? Um, but yeah, dirt one has Pike speed co climb. It's awesome. The sense of speed in this game is really, really good. Um, I do also really like Dirt 2, um, but after Dirt 2, they got kind of like... The the graphics are fantastic in all of them, but they got a little weird with their, their events. Um, and 
I just I kind of wish that we got a mix of of Dirt One and Dirt Two. Um, and, and Dirt Rally, I hate. I don't know. Have you have you played Dirt Rally games? I've never because I don't understand the name. Since all dirt is rally racing, so why is there Dirt Rally? Right. It doesn't make any sense so, to me. Dirt Rally is them trying to go like more hardcore, but not like to its detriment. So like if you leave the course, you're going to get a flat tire, and if you get a flat tire, you've lost the race. Period. Mm. <laughs> um great. And one of the things that I think that racing games added that was awesome in like the last 10-15 years is the rewind feature where if you eat it on a corner, oh, sure. you just rewind it and and try it again. And Dirt introduced that with Dirt 2 and it, 3 and 4 had it. And then with Dirt Rally, they got rid of it. And so the last two Dirt games, I just really haven't enjoyed at all. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping Codemasters gets back on on the horse with uh, Dirt 5. Because I would like to enjoy a, a Codemasters racing game again. Because for a good, like, five, six years, they, every, every single Codemasters game they put out was phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah, and, and so I like Dirt 2 a lot. Um, and Dirt 3, I love the Gymkhana stuff. But Dirt Dirt 2 is probably my favorite one still. And I haven't played any of the new ones like Dirt Rally 2.0. Like, I do want to play those sometime, but now with what you're saying, I, I probably don't. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing with Gymkhana, so I love the Ken Block Gymkhana videos. They're fun as hell. They're all just phenomenal. But... I think the Jim Kahana stuff should have been more Tony Hawk Park editor than like drive through yeah. like styrofoam blocks. Um, because like in in one of the Ken Block uh, Jim Kahana videos, he goes into a uh, he he drives into a warehouse and then drives onto a pre pre-built made for a car roller coaster and like so he mm. slides his car onto this roller coaster and he slides off and he goes to the next event and like those moments are so cool and it would be neat to be able to build something like that within the game world and then do the run hmm that's awesome did you see the san francisco one no i didn't Oh my god. It's it's old now. It's like that thing's like 4 or 5 years old, but uh whenever I would talk about racing games with customers and and if we had decent Wi-Fi in the store, I would throw the that video up on the tablet. Um it, he's just racing through San Francisco in his heavily modified Ford Fiesta and uh at one point he initiates a drift as he's cresting a hill. And he slides over the hill and like catches air and is like sliding sideways and then slides <laughs> down and then like goes down the other corner of the hill. And it's just phenomenal. That that video is so cool. Yeah, I, I when I started watching some of those, I just man, I don't know. I I couldn't get over it. It was just so neat. Like it's just it, such a cool concept to me. But he's he's one of those people where like everything he touches, he's good at. Because he was a pro skater for years. He started up DC 
clothing line and shoes, and now he's one of the best uh, rally racers in the world. <laughs> it just must be nice. Just be like, what do I want to do today? I'm going to try this. I'm the best at it now. <laughs> what do I want to do tomorrow? I'm going to be the best at it. Well, I guess I know. I mean, I'm the best podcaster out there. So. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> Dirt, good game. Yeah. What is, what is your game of the week this week? So this week I brought, um, and not for any particular reason actually, but I brought Monster Hunter for the PS2. Not because the new one destroyed my PS4s. Um, but <laughs> you, you, brought, you picked that one because now that all of your PS4s are dead in your house, you're, you're resigned to play yeah. it on the PS2. <laughs> I have to go back in time to get something crappier. Um, so Monster Hunter, everyone knows Monster Hunter World now is a big deal. Really popular game. Finally, the game seems to have busted open into mainstream. But where it all started was on the PS2. And I went to conference the year before this came out. And I played it there because my my uh, assistant manager at the time, Josh, he he was like, man, I can't wait to play this Monster Hunter game. It's going to be incredible. And I was like, eh, I'll try it when I'm at conference. I'll let you know. I played it at the Capcom room, and I got back to him. I said, hey, man, I hate to tell you this. This game stinks, dude. I'm like, the controls are terrible. It's not fun at all. It doesn't make any sense. It's not intuitive. The monsters are huge, and there's no life bars. It's stupid. And he's like, I don't care, man. I'm still going to buy it when it comes out. I don't, I'm don't. i just going to do it. I'm like, okay. So he buys it. I end up checking out a copy when it comes out because I want to play the full game. And um, I think my roommate, Mike, I got him to buy it. And then my, my brother gets it. Mark Gibson gets it. Gibson gets it. And uh, <laughs> and And... There was a time where every Sunday, Mark, Josh, me, and Mike, my roommate, all played this game in my living room with four TVs and four <laughs> PS2s hooked up to the internet playing, quote-unquote, online together in the same house. And we played this game a lot. And it, it I don't even know how to describe why it's so much fun. And every time a new one comes out, you do the same exact thing. You start at the bottom. You kill a couple crappy monsters, then you build. Then you kill less crappy monsters. You get better armor, weapons. You kill better monsters, and eventually you kill impossible monsters. And it's just great. I mean, I don't know what it is. And, and like the original game is pretty hard to play now. The old style, they've made a lot of quality of life changes, which are great now. But man, Monster Hunter, it's just this. This is like this is one of the games of my life. I just I just love every. This is like one of those franchises. Like it's this and Metal Gear are just like mine. And I don't care how bad they could get. I just I just love them, man. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, just PS4 online, huge monster hunting. And, and like, the monsters don't have hit bars. They don't have – or they don't have um, life bars. They just have, like – they do physical differences when they're hurt. So, it, like, you can cut off the monster's tails, for instance, knowing after you've done a bunch of damage to it. You can break their wings, break their face, and then – like eventually the monsters will start limping when they're low on life. And it's just something about fighting a huge monster when you don't know how much life it has. It's really interesting. You know, it's not like you have a big life bar and you're like, Oh, if I do this move right now, I'll finish him off. It's like, you don't know. <laughs> and so you're like, well, I can't really be risky right now. Cause he can kill me one hit if I'm not paying attention. Um, but, but pretty cool stuff, man. Monster Hunter's, uh, Monster Hunter's pretty freaking special. Did you, ever, did you ever play? I, did you ever play the new ones or the old ones or anything? I have I have World on Xbox. I haven't put it in, but I I've played the old ones. I just I can't get into them. I I haven't given World a try, so I'm I've been tempted to throw that in, but it's just I there there are things that I don't like about it. Like I 
because you're you don't level up as a character, do you? It's all about your gear. Correct. The, like your character levels up nothing. It's you just you get better gear to make you better. Something about that like is a turnoff to me. Um, in the same way that like like raising your light level in Destiny is a turnoff to me. So I don't know. I I, I do want to give it a try, but it, I I've owned like most of them over the years and just haven't been able to get into them. I have yeah the PSP ones, and I have uh, I even have uh, three for PS3. The import. Yeah, nice, yeah. Portable third, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, Monster Hunter is one of those games where I could talk to a customer for 10 minutes straight about why I love it, and then my final comment to them is, but you may not like it. And so it's weird because <laughs> like, I, they'll hear me brag about it and they said, but eh, you might not like it. And most people don't like it, who I tell it to. And that's true. And then sometimes I tell it to somebody and they get it, and it clicks with them and it's fine. But most people I'll tell that to and I'll say, yeah, you probably wouldn't like it. You know, because a lot of people won't like the controls are very stiff and it's very technical combat and it all works a certain way. And if you don't, if you like to button mash and be like more aggressive and agile when you're playing, it's just not really, it doesn't work like that. Like you swing a huge sword made out of bone. It feels like you're swinging that sword, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's just like, you're not, you're not Dante Dome crying it over here. Yeah. Which one allows you to play as the Palicos? Uh, play as the Palicos. I forget. I know which one you're talking about. I think it's was one of the D. Is it one of the DS ones or 3DS ones? I think it might be the the Switch one or the the third game. Oh, I forget. I I do like. I think World is the one where they started giving. They did costumes for the Palicos where you could make them look like uh, Mega Man and stuff. Yes. Yeah, I like those great idea. costumes. <laughs> I like having a, the idea of a little cat Mega Man running around behind you. Yeah, it's pretty great. I like I like dressing him up. It's pretty funny. And then like you can get one that looks like it's like an eight bit Mega Man. It's pretty great. Nice. Um. So, John, what is in your pickup pile of the week? Uh, not much. That's right. I don't have much of mine either. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So I, I forgot that I ordered this, and then Best Buy sent me a message saying, like, you need to pick up your thing, otherwise we'll cancel your order. And I was like, what the hell did I order? Um, so I got the missing J.J. Oh, Maxfield nice. and the Island of Memories, which this was a limited run game uh, that they did, like, probably, like, six months to a year ago. And I thought nothing of it. And didn't buy it, and then I realized that uh, this is a Swery game. Swery game, yep, yep. And I, I would prefer for it to be on PlayStation Four because they did a PS4 release, but I missed the boat on the the limited run order. So uh, Best Buy started or offered the Switch version with an alternate cover, and I was like, sweet. So I picked that one up. So limited run did do a PS4 version as well. Yep, I must have ordered that. Maybe I'll have an extra one for you. I'd be okay with that. Uh, and then uh, this is big, and I'm very happy with it. Uh, Tony Hawk 2, or 1 and 2, or 1 plus 2 nice. for Xbox One. Uh, this thing is awesome. Uh, they did a really freaking good job on this remaster. Um, they or actually remake 
Um, it is not a hundred percent one to one. Like they they did change things. Like there used to be hovering cash icons in Tony Hawk Two, mm-hmm. uh, and they are not in the game anymore. They st- they do have a money system, but the money is just doled out based on you doing goals. Um, okay, and then. The revert was added in Tony Hawk 3. The manual was added in Tony Hawk 2. Um, and then some of the later Tony Hawk games added the ability to do, uh, like, double kick flip, do- double heel flip, triple heel flip by, like, pressing left and then XXX. And you'll do a triple kick flip instead of just a kick flip. Sure. Uh, so all of those moves are in the game. And so if you naturally, like if you've been playing Tony Hawk for 20 years and that's just kind of ingrained in you to try and do those things, they're in the game. Um, and then another neat thing that they did was there are some areas in the game where there are items that look like you should be able to grind them or you should be able to trick on them. But in the original game, they were outside of the boundaries of the game. And in the new game, they, those things are now within the boundaries where you actually can uh, jump up and grind on a fence rail and then jump onto the top of an aqueduct in the downhill jam level, uh, which you couldn't do before. And that is really cool. So it's it's incredibly faithful with what matters, and they added enough quality of life changes that somebody like me that has been dying for a decent Tony Hawk game for like 15 years this is awesome and I would love Vicarious Visions to take what they did and either adopt or uh, adapt 3 or do a new game yeah man I hope so it was funny too because after playing that and I know it's not like the same company the same deal but all I could think to myself was man do Twisted Metal 1 and 2 next <laughs> a twist of metal one and two like those games need a, need some love they need a touch up but two is so good all you gotta do is clean it up a little bit and be awesome yeah uh and then last uh i actually got these a couple weeks ago but i forgot to actually bring them up uh i got the nes uh switch controllers um i bought them secondhand from a friend unfortunately they got rid of the box that they come in um but I was happy to have these and not have to order them off of Nintendo's website. Um, I also find it interesting that there's a left and right to these controllers. <laughs> so, like, if you slot them into the system uh, to charge them in the wrong way, you could potentially, like, break your console. Oh, no. Uh, so, I thought that was bizarre. Now I just need to, uh, uh, at some point, try and find the Famicom ones and the Super Nintendo ones. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. Um, I gotta, I gotta come check out your uh, some of those fam- Super Famicom controllers that you got from that guy. Cause yeah, those. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I, we, I have plenty. <laughs> I have plenty. <laughs> uh, so what? If, that wraps it up for me. What have you got? All right. So I got some weirdies. I have four things. So first up, I got a complete box copy of Liberty or Death for Je- Sega Genesis. Which is okay, a like a Koei a strategy Koei game. Tec- or I was gonna say Koei Tecmo. That's <laughs> a Koei game, right? It is, yeah. It's a strategy, like a strategy game. And I love, I love their earlier stuff like this, and I loved Uncharted and uh, Uncharted Waters and stuff like that. So, yeah, 
That's pretty pretty neat. And what's weird is on the front of the box says Liberty or Death Revolution. Then you open it up, the manual says the same thing, and the cart is the same exact picture but just says Liberty or Death. Nothing about the word <laughs> revolution or anything on it. It's very strange. Um, but I actually I had a mint case box book for that. But I didn't have the cart. I had to buy the cart loose on eBay to like complete okay. it. Now this next one is actually the same game two different ways. And this is really cool because they did not come in with the same customer. They came in like a week apart. But okay. um, so first up, I got the uh, the tall box or long box version of Doom for PS1. Okay. I love long boxes. I have Final Doom, but like it's Doom, man. I got to have it on every system that I think it's really good for. Then just a couple days ago, someone brought in the ultra super mega rare jewel case variant of the same game on PS1. So okay. for anyone who's listening, it doesn't know. I've talked about this a little bit before when I got the copy of D the jewel case, but basically a lot of games came out in the tall boxes, which were first print. And then when they switched to jewel cases, a lot of games received only one print of the jewel case version. Cause they'd already had a full life in the tall box. So Doom, I think if I if I remember correctly, Doom is the second rarest out of all of these, and the most rare one they did was Mortal Kombat three in a jewel case for PS one. If you can find that, that's like an eight or nine hundred dollar PS one game. Holy e- e- even though the tall box version is only worth about forty bucks, this version in the jewel case is worth eight hundred. Doom, this version of Doom is worth about three hundred and fifty bucks in the jewel case, as compared to about sixty or seventy for the tall box version. Damn. Incredible, dude. And I love, love the jewel case versions of games because I just love how they look on a shelf. And this one's just rare, dude. Oh, I'm so happy that that came through. I was very excited when I heard because it was funny because, like, they sent the guy sent a picture to the group chat and said, Can you believe it's this expensive? And I just went, Can you believe I need you to hold it for me? Because <laughs> buying <laughs> it. Um, and then lastly, the last thing I got, and this I can finally, finally put it to bed, man. I got my complete in-box copy of Darkwing Duck for the NES. <laughs> After losing three big auctions, I finally got this one. Now, here's the funny thing. The first auction I lost, I lost at like 500 bucks. The second auction I lost, I, I bid that thing up to $580, and I lost at 585 Okay? This game is not worth that much. It was making me crazy. So then I took a break for a bit. And then one popped up the other day. And it wasn't mint. It's got it's got some scuffing on the front and a little bit of damage at the top of the box, like very minor stuff. Easily acceptable condition for my collection. So I bid the thing up to four hundred bucks, John. I'm like, I want four. I'll, I will pay up to four hundred dollars for this box of Darkwing Duck. So with like a day left, it shoots up to two hundred and seven dollars. I'm like, oh Christ, here we go. <laughs> I'm like, just buckle up, and. Last week, it was like last Thursday, I think. I'm sitting at my computer, and it's ending, like five minutes left. So I actually recorded me watching the end of the auction because I thought it was going to just <laughs> explode and beat me again, and I was going to make a funny video for the guys at the store. So I'm watching it, and there's like there's like 20 seconds left. I'm like, oh, here we go. Watch it. It's going to start skyrocketing. Watch this. It's going to blow my $400 away. It's 207, 207, 207. One second left. 207 it ends and i win it at 207 nice so i i almost paid 580 dollars for this game a month ago and i got it in just slightly less good condition for 207 dollars instead finally i got i didn't i like I, my finally i feel like i got a good deal online jesus 
Oh, that was rough. That was like, oh, that was a rough one. But that is are it. There, oh, sorry. Are there any Capcom uh, Disney afternoon games that you don't have at this point in box? I uh, if I guess, I would say Tailspin. Very good guess. I, I don't have Tailspin because I don't want it. I don't like the yeah, game. Um, me neither. <laughs> but I have, I have DuckTales 1, 2, Chippendale 1, 2, and I have Darkwing Duck now. So pretty happy about that. Um, so yes, so that was my pickup pile of the week and that is the show for this week. Thank you everybody as always for listening and watching. Uh, we're going to, John and I are going to go for the record and see if we can do three weeks in a row <laughs> and get done next week. Um, but thank you as always, uh, for listening, and watching. It means a lot. You can follow me on Twitter at game trade, Greg. You can follow John on Twitter at dryer combo. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash drop rate, or follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the drop rate. And, uh, yeah, say hi, man. Follow us on Twitter and ask us some questions, and we'll uh, we'll answer them on the air. So thank you, everybody, uh, again. We appreciate you. John, say goodbye. Later. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye.